When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Hey, 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 Paul. Hey, hey, hey. Listen, I clicked record already. Let's not talk about let's not talk about what I what I do on the side. <laughs> seven seven thousand square foot houses. <laughs> oh, uh, welcome back to the handmade podcast, episode seventy two. Seventy two. Wow. Back. I know. It really we've really gone a long way. How long are we gonna keep this shit up? I don't know. I mean I think until <laughs> I mean, every now and then we like push it off three or four days because yeah. n- none of us have time. But um, I mean, who knows? You know, we got to make it to at least a hundred. I think we got to make it to a hundred, and then we can reevaluate. You know, we should have yeah. done. Yeah. I think like, I think the boss uh, gives us performance reviews when we get to a hundred. Who's the what? boss? What should we've done? I well, we should have done. I'm just saying, like the, the, the of... overlord, whoever that may be. Like a, a best moments thing for like New Year's. Didn't, didn't a lot of podcasts do that? Like instead of like doing an episode, they would take all the funniest like moments and compile them. But then we'd have to go back through mm-hmm. every episode. Yeah, but then that would involve that would involve me going back yeah. and actually listening to some of the That's episodes because I I think I've listened to three episodes. Really? Uh, you got me beat by three. I I don't I don't I've never listened to one episode. Not a really? whole episode. I've listened when you've called me and said there's been an issue. I've never listened to one episode. I've already heard them. Yeah, I heard them. I'm hearing it right now. A lot of times I forget yeah. what I say, and then I, I never listen to, will listen to it. I'll be like, oh my god. Yeah. But you know what happens every time some other podcaster gets in a lot of trouble. That's when I go back and I think like, huh, have we said anything like really controversial that's gonna like be damaging? But. I, we're good. Other than when you know? Paul said the vaccine was fake. Oh, here we go. Wow, That's it. Well, now we're going to be on the cover <laughs> of mean, something. It's so funny because, like, half the people would probably, like, you know, it's just, whatever. You can't win. You're like, yeah, I'm with Paul. Yeah. There's a bunch of people saying, yeah, he's saying And the other half was saying, I knew. Ready, I knew. I'm going to break their I hearts. Knew. I got vaccinated. I, I, I got I, boosted. I'm going to break their hearts. Yeah. Right now. Ooh! Yeah, oh, now that's they all it. just Dude, you know, you know what's a, it was, I, I listened to... Um, <laughs> he came home from work. All of a sudden, you see his mother, like, the crosshairs yeah. with the tranquilizer gun. He's like, yeah. Oop, right in the neck yeah. she gets yeah, him. That's, that's how he got vaccinated. <laughs> He's like, what the hell is that? I'll tell um, you one thing. Though, you, got, you guys you. watched... I haven't gotten what? it. Two, I've gone two years yeah. without getting it. 
I have you know, That's what me and Christina were talking about. I don't know if it's my I mother. thought that I I thought that I was out of it, but I got it. And and then it's funny, I got it and then um when I go to the Dominican Republic I have to get tested to get to come home. Mm-hmm. I have yeah. to have a negative test. And what I had read was that if once you have COVID you run the risk of testing positive oh, yeah, for, for a like long 90 time. days. Yeah. So I I was <laughs> I had COVID stuck. only Dude, no, well, listen, so I had COVID, and I tested positive on a rapid twice, oh. right? Le- uh, two days ago, I went, and I got a PCR at CVS, because I'm supposed to go to the Dominican Republic next week, and it came back negative. Oh. Mm. PCRs so are I think rapid. I'm good. Yeah, yes, but, yeah, I think that's what it is, yeah. But I want to go get another one, because if I get to the Dominican, I'm going to the Dominican for two days. If I get there on Tuesday, I get tested on Wednesday, I come home Thursday. If I test positive on Wednesday, I got to, like, swim home, because oh. I ain't staying in Dominican for 14 days. It's have not to put happening. you in a cartel submarine. We'll I, I think that I will need to do that, yeah. if, if that's, if that's the case. Boat. Yeah. Oh, God. But, um... Yeah, no, I can't, I can't, I can't What's do that? it. I, what I was gonna say was, did you guys watch Parks and Rec, no. the show? No, well, I've seen you know, clips, but I... do you know who Aziz Ansari is? Oh yeah, the, the Indian comedian. Yeah, he's like hysterical. He's like this, like in in Parks and Rec, he plays this like kind of flamboyant, like um, like style. He's like very into like his clothes and his style and whatever. He's he's a funny guy. So he's from uh, I don't think I don't know if he's from New York, but. He just did. He has a Netflix special that just came out, oh, and I it's just him at the Comedy Cellar for thirty minutes. It's like it was a like a pop up sort of like comedy special. He just basically walked into the Comedy Cellar in New York City and did a thirty minute set, and they made it on Netflix. And one of the things he talks about in it is he talks about all the controversy around the vaccine and COVID and whatever. And all what he said was was a really interesting perspective. Um, was that. The people that you don't agree with are just like on a different algorithm, right? So what he was saying is, he's like, you know, all the shit that you agree with, you read about every day, and it goes against the other people, regardless yes. of what your opinion is, pro or, or or pro vaccine, anti-vaccine. He goes, he's like, so if you read the other person's shit for a little while, the algorithm's gonna keep feeding you that stuff. Like yeah. if you read anti-vaccine stuff like three days in a row, yeah. all you're gonna get is anti-vaccine videos on YouTube and you know, suggestions. He, and, but he says something funny. He's like, so, you know, like, and, and generally the people at the show are, uh, like on the more liberal side. Right. And like are more pro vaccine. So he's like, so every now and then you got to go and read the, the shit. The other people are reading. He goes, but just don't read too much of it, you know, because <laughs> you might get stuck on the other side, but it's an interesting thing. Like, right. Any, yeah. anything that you watch or, or consume, whether it be something you agree with or disagree with influences the next thing you read. Yeah. And it's probably not too hard to, you know, it's like a current in a river, right? Like if you start going off in the wrong direction, it's not too hard to get pulled off in that direction. And then you have to actively course correct and go, Hey, I don't want to see all these, all these things about this. I want to go back to what I was originally interested in. And you have to, you have to try to turn the ship back. You know, it doesn't yeah. go back on its own. You know what I mean? Yeah, I don't know. It's an interesting you're, you're, kind of yeah, it's, uh, it's analogy. Bells and, you know, buying Onnit supplements and Shroom Tech, whatever <laughs> Joe Rogan sells. That's right. Yeah. You're micro, you're micro you're dosing, uh, you're micro dosing uh, some IUs sort of, of vitamin D. hallucinogenic drug. You're in the sauna. 
That's you, know, right. you buy your art, you know, before you know That's you're right. ordering saunas off the internet and yeah, you start to look like Joe Rogan yeah. if you listen to too much Take Joe ice Rogan. Baths. That's why my hair started well, falling Joe out. Joe Rogan said ice baths. That's why Rogan. my hair started falling out. No. Oh. Uh, it's it's way. funny because it's like when you find out like you find you see somebody that um you know, you on Instagram you haven't seen in a while like I'll do it. I'll comment on this stuff. I'll like a bunch of this mm-hmm. stuff. And, and um, you know, thinking, yeah, thinking like, oh, maybe this will start triggering them in my feed. But it, I never, you ever go on Instagram and um, there's a section, I forget what it was called. It's like the professional corner or something like that. Oh, yeah, it's, your professional dashboard. Yeah, 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 oh. yeah, yeah. Yeah. Do you ever watch any of those videos? Like the head of Instagram, he's on there, one of them. And that he explains like how, hair? like, uh, uh no, I don't glasses. Think so. mm-hmm. Um his name last name begins with the, yes, his name begins with Oh, there's with like M. tips on like how to yeah. do engagement and yeah. stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it, it's 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 amazing though to like listen to him. Like he doesn't tell you what the algorithm does, but he explains like how they choose things for you. Mm. It's like it's almost scary listening to the guy. He's yeah, like, you know, yeah. we figure out like, what day yeah, I think that's him. You're all kind of blurry. Like, you must have a shitty connection. But, uh, yeah. Is his last name? Begin with an M? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Like, Mar- yeah, yeah. Yeah, him. And, um, but it, it, it's just amazing, though. Like, it's amazing how they take every little bit of information. And uh, it's funny. I used to read a ton of books. And um, I, I was, like, big into, like, Stephen King. And then I was big into, like, John Grisham. And I'll never forget, there was one of his books, it was called The King of Torts. And I was like, what the hell's a tort? I was like, I didn't know what it was. And it was like a class action lawsuit. Hmm. And it's basically like the whole setup. I probably screw this up and people are going to give me hate mail. But it was basically like, you know, when you watch Jerry Springer and they're like, oh, you know, if you've been in an accident and, you know, call 24 hours a day. Hmm. It was basically like a control room. And this guy hired all these people to like flood i can't remember if it was like it must have been tv because it was years ago like with ads like targeted people like like they were like reading like what people did like oh these people that got hurt they're gonna be home on this day at this they get out they get out of bed at 11 so let's not do the ads at eight in the morning you know like just totally like you know analyzed everything these people did so like their ads would be shown to selected people and like that's how he became the king of torts like he targeted the audience and i'll never forget that and i i always like chuckle when i see those commercials like did you have a slip and fall like do you want to have a lawsuit for workman's comp it's like yeah they're showing that at one o'clock in the afternoon because like the people got up late you know yeah but it's yeah, like it's true. just funny though well, but it's that's like, how it's like qvc like late night commercials right yeah. those people are sitting around and they're yeah. ready to like buy 77 knives for 18 dollars on yeah. you know qvc like that was a yeah. thing easy payments yeah, yeah exactly but it's you just know, amazing it yeah it's yeah. just amazing like you know they analyze everything you do and then they, you know, just send it to you. Sometimes I get shit, and mm-hmm. I'm like, "Wow, they must think like I'm some kind of freak or something." What the hell they send to me? But uh, <laughs> no, but it's like you know, it just makes you wonder, though. You know, Chris, well, like, you know, it's interesting when you go to post a YouTube video. If you, when you select the published time, if you do a scheduled, there is a little thing that pops up. I don't know if you guys have ever seen this, but when you go to post a YouTube video, there's a thing right next to where you select the time and date for the publishing. That says something something along the lines of like 
uh, published date and published time are not seen to affect total number of views. Because people, like, really lament over, like, when their video comes out, right? Like, do I release it on Monday night? Do I release it on Thursday afternoon, you know? Uh And I think that there is something to when the video comes out, right? Because you want the most amount of your viewers on YouTube at that moment so that they're just going to click the video and it doesn't get washed away by something else. But YouTube goes out of its way to tell you that it doesn't matter. And my whole thought on that is like, well, it probably does matter, but it's probably in YouTube's best interest to tell you that it doesn't. Because otherwise, if if, if Friday at 2 p.m. was the best time, exactly, if Friday at 2 p.m. was the best time to upload a video and everybody uploaded their videos at Friday at 2 p.m., that would not be good for YouTube, right? They need a constant flow of, right? I mean, they need a constant flow of of content to come out um, at any given time. I don't know. It's just, it's an interesting thing. I mean, it's, it's funny that, like, then you, you know, back before you had YouTube and Instagram, right? You had to figure out a way to get all this information. Like I can go on YouTube and I can find out when most of my viewers are on YouTube. Like I'm looking at my thing right now, basically Mondays through Thursday after 5 PM is when the most of my subscribers are on Mm. YouTube, you know, which might be different than someone else who like has everybody there on Saturday mornings, Uh you know, like, I don't know. Yeah. It's it's interesting. It's interesting that we have access to that data. You know oh. what I mean? Yeah. So um, imagine how much data they do have. Oh my god, I can't even imagine it's probably the amount insane. of information. Well, I, this is another thing from the uh, from the Aziz Ansari thing, right? He was talking about privacy, and he's like, right? So like, China wants to develop a. He's like, this is what happens, right? China wants to develop a face recognition algorithm, right? So. China doesn't come out and say, hey, everybody, give me a picture of your face. Because mm-hmm. everybody would say, no, absolutely not. I'm not giving you a picture of, my tr- picture of my face. So what do they do? They go, want to know what you look like when you're old? And everyone's like, yes, I, of course <laughs> I want to look like what I want to yeah. know what I look like when I'm old. And then everybody willingly gives their photos to some giant Chinese tech company. Oh. Hundreds of millions of people. Like, yeah, TikTok. You just give it up. You know? TikTok yeah. is still owned by... Yeah. A Chinese company, right? Is it? Yeah, I think so. I don't know. I, don't know. I, I, well, I well, didn't Trump like? I think Trump tried to threaten them, but I think all they did it. was just yeah. like, yeah. But I think all they did was like diversify into uh, an American shell company. You know, I oh. think they have like an American office, and they have like Americans working for them. But I still think it's yeah. owned by China. I think they're like they put in like an Australian guy as like the CEO or like something. I don't know. There's something weird, um, but I don't know. Mm. All I know is like China doesn't allow like know. Facebook or I don't think they allow Instagram. Yeah, because they make all that shit and yeah. they know it's dangerous, so they and that's uh, Zuckerberg don't allow. <laughs> over in China, he learned fluent Mandarin. And he's over there on TV. Did he? Like, yeah, there's clips of him on tv really speaking fluent mandarin like and he always goes over there and like meets with like like government officials to try and get them to like because you think about it if he could get a billion more people on the platform oh then, yeah you know he could make so much more money but how much more money does know. he need like what effect what material he's effect even, on his life yeah but i mean like like elon musk has like like something wrong with him he can't stop 
You know, he also like can't he can't stop like tweeting like stupid shit. Oh my god, I know. He's, he's been he's been he's been on a uh, oh. he's been on a tear lately. It's like if you want to be a celebrity, then be a celebrity. But like I don't know. What a time to be alive! It's so I don't, crazy. I don't yeah. remember the last about... time. What's that? I don't use I don't use Twitter. I, I, I don't. Oh, neither. I just time. see them yeah. on Instagram. Like repost. neither do oh, really? I. But yeah. but every time Elon Musk tweets, like the stock market he, goes up and yeah. down, or Bitcoin, you know. Yeah, like he's been tweeting about the convoy in Canada. So now it's like you know a whole thing. It's all over the news. You know, he'll tweet about he'll tweet about uh about Dogecoin and it'll go up like thirty yeah. percent. It's amazing. Like, you know. Um, I don't know. It's it's just it's. He gets together with Joe Rogan crazy. and Lex Friedman, and they all. Yeah. Oh shit, my phone. Just think. Oh. At one point, it might if if the, if all the servers go down, maybe we'll still have we'll at least have gasoline to some extent, and you can yeah. keep welding and making railings, and none of this shit will matter. Yeah. I don't know. Derek, um, what are we gonna do if 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 uh if the CNC goes down oh in like the post apocalypse? Oh, like, what are we gonna do? You know, I, you know? I it's funny you said that. I was thinking that I don't have my PC backed up to anything. Hmm. Like all my files on that. I'm like, I should have that backed up. Like I, I was thinking that. Like, what happens if this thing dies? Dude, you know what you, you gotta know? get? This is uh this is an unsponsored plug for a service that I think is like the best You've like told the best me thing ever. It it's called Backblaze. Yeah. Paul, and you should do this too. It's it's yeah, so it's a cloud based backup service. That backs up your computer like Time Machine would. Let me but guess. To the cloud. Is it owned by China? Who gives a shit? They can have my data. There's <laughs> nothing on. Believe me. There's nothing on your I know, CNC they, computer they, that they want. But yeah. well, they already they already have all the servers and everything. They make yeah. them also. I mean, they can peak anyways. So. You know but what? either way, the the point I'm making is that it's yeah. it's great because if your computer ever like you don't have to think about it. You're not like oh shit, I haven't plugged in my. I haven't plugged in my hard drive in a month. You know, you don't even yeah. think about it. Well, that. that's why it, I know. always liked, um, what was it called? Air, air cap, what was it? Not time machine. It was the um, time capsule. Yeah, the, yeah. Like the original yeah. one. I yep. have one and mm-hmm. uh, I, I don't use it, but it was so, so nice. It backed up every minute and then it just kicks out the oldest one. So you had a yep. year of backups. Yep. And I had, mine had like, like, like 500 gig on it and they re i, I died and they yeah. reformatted it and i lost everything yeah and i flipped out and a guy with one of those like forensic guys was able it took him like three days but he was able to get my data out of it from apple and it was just such a shit show but yeah. that was nice because it automatically would back it up and the guy now he's like oh if you just set it up and you plug a hard drive in but it's like I just forget to do that, and then on the well, that's on why the, it's nice about using the cloud-based one. Yeah, it's literally a program on your computer, yeah. and you just like like I don't even think about it. Yeah, you know what's yeah. cool about it. Can this you one link in particular, compute many like a couple computers up to it. Yeah, so you yeah. Just so pay you, for one account, and then yeah, exactly. Have... What's cool about it though, and I've never had to do this, but if you do have a critical failure, they'll mail you a hard drive in the mail to restore your computer with instead oh, really? of having to like download all your files. Yeah, yeah, right? If you have yeah. like two terabytes of files, yeah. You're, what are yeah. you going to do? You're going to spend. You're going to wait a month for all the shit to download. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so they'll mail you a hard drive, and then if you don't want the hard drive, you mail it back. But if you want, you can pay to keep the hard drive as like a solid backup of your data. So huh. it's just it's just a thought. It's funny, like for like my, you know, what it's good for like. <laughs> well, 
it's good for me because like my mom and my sister like if one of their computers crashes the first person they're going to call is me and go yeah. i don't know what to do so my first thought is like okay i'll pay for your backblaze because then i literally don't have to worry about it and if my sister like throws her computer off of a building She's not going to call me and be like, I lost everything. What do I do? I can yeah. just be like, all right, here, here's the login, download the files, and like, you're good to go. You know? It's, it's funny you said that. So, when my kids were little, like, they all wanted their own passwords for everything. Mm-hmm. And uh, they don't so they listen to them. this. And I'm not going to say what they were, but they were just ridiculously stupid. And mm-hmm. I was just like, guys, Max you need something simple. The same one. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Hot guy 22. But yeah. it's like, um, but finally, I was like, just make it something something simple. So I used to use like my old old home address, you know, for this mm-hmm. stuff. And they'd be like, I forgot my login or whatever. And I'd be like, Yeah, this is it right here. Yep. And uh, and and it, it was just so helpful. But it's like it is. It gets crazy with all the the information. It's here. It's there. You know, you you, you mm-hmm. lose something. You you screwed. You know, it's like I, I got to do something. So. Maybe I'll yeah. do that because face it, ID. Well, when I was when I was up, uh, I won't I won't say I, I won't give too much information. But anyway, I was over at a friend's place, and um, somebody called him because he needed he needed money wired to him. Yeah, and the guy's like, the, my friend is like, what do you need? I don't understand. Why do you need me to wire you money? He goes because I had my bank account login on my phone and when I made the account it asked if if I wanted to use a suggested password and I said yes and the password's like you know 17 random characters right like no one writes down the suggested password like the strong yeah. password so this guy had used his phone to create his bank password and then lost his phone oh god and didn't have the password but he was out of state so he couldn't get he couldn't get any money out of his bank account because he was out of state and he couldn't get anybody on the phone to verify that it was him because he didn't have a cell phone to do any of the two-factor authentication that you need <laughs> to do any of the logins. So his his strategy to solve this problem was to ask my friend for money to get on an airplane and fly back to New York to go to his branch in New York and walk in with his ID and go, I need a new login. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude. It's, it's, I never understood the suggested password when it gives you that crazy password. Yeah, I was about does to it like that. does it remember it or something? It does. But what happens if you lose access? Like all you need to lose is one access, and then you're fucked. Yeah, like no one knows those passwords. Yeah. you know, it's like but, like a buddy of mine. He, um, I don't think he listens to this. He doesn't care, anyways. But um, he he like. I don't say like I don't know know what the right word is like made a software company like mm-hmm. years ago and sold it and made some money off it he did well for himself and he was working at this other software company he's a software engineer and um, he's actually left there he had a good job too to partner up with this kid and they did a startup and they're trying to invent a, a password thing I don't think it's like for your eye or whatever but it's to eliminate all passwords so when you log in. You log in your password, and it's going to be a program or something. I, he explained to me. I don't, it's beyond it's my pay grade. Microchip in your arm. No, no, no. But it's, but it's something. It's a certain way to log in. It. You did? Is it working? Yeah. 
<laughs> is it the recommended uh, booster? Yeah, it's the but, uh, <laughs> it's the shit. Yeah. <laughs> no, but it's funny. He's like, you know, and I'm like, geez, that's actually really good. You know, you get like no more password. You know, it's like a, oh, it's like I'm, a password. Dude, I mean, I love everything. Face ID. It's my favorite thing that I've ever. I had. know, but yeah, it's a, it's a nightmare. Like I just got With a the new masks phone. Now. I'm in like the store. I'll take the mask down and use the. Oh. Get dude, the, I, I almost got the thrown new, out of the a new TD phone. bank. The new a phone, t- you don't new, need to take the mask down. During what? like the peak of COVID, I was at a bank. Oh yeah, the the phone 13. has a mask. Uh, oh, Thirteen. Yeah, you got to upgrade. Thing. During the heat of COVID, I was at a uh, was at a bank and I was going to take out money and I I don't know my like I know one of my bank account numbers, but I don't know the, the other ones. So I had to log into my account to yeah. get my actual number. And I took down my mask. The second I took it down, the clerk behind the counter was like, sir, you need to leave. And I was like, whoa. I was like, I'm just doing my face ID. She's like, I don't care what you were doing. She's like, if you take your mask off again, you're out. Yeah. This was like, this was in like, no, this was in like the heat of COVID. Oh, everyone was like panicking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Where like, you know, they, uh, like, I couldn't get, she wouldn't let, she was clearly extremely sensitive to it because she wouldn't let me get too close to the counter even though she had the screen up and everything oh, yeah. like she wouldn't even let me like stand at the counter she made me like go away but anyway i was like oh like don't yell at me mm. sorry i'm really sorry yeah it's so crazy because i with the new phone like all my passwords were out and there's like you can get the passwords out of you know the password thing but like some of them weren't in there or something and it's just such a nightmare the password thing with work they change them like every like four months or something. Mm. We used to have three, three passwords to get yeah, online. Like triple encrypted. Yeah, it just it was ridiculous. That's what happens. It's funny. My email, my work email constantly change. It constantly does the automatic. You have to update your password, but it doesn't tell me. So every now and then I'll wake yeah, up. Yeah, you can't get in. Yeah. I'll wake up and I won't have any new emails. I'm like, huh, that's weird. And then by the time yeah, I it takes you 10 minutes to figure out. out. Like well, 75 what, fucking So when it hits something crazy, so we have to, because our trucks are DOT trucks, they're auto, it's automated. The pizza uh, truck, right? Yeah. Yeah, the delivery truck. It's automated um, a DOT certificate thing. Mm. We don't fill out books anymore. So when you try to get your first delivery, it will uh, say, oh, you know, you is this job going to require a vehicle? You click yes, it comes up, right? Ten days before your password expires, it won't let you get into that system, right? <laughs> of but it doesn't tell you. So, like, some guys will be like, yeah, I, I can't do it, whatever. It's a nightmare. It, it took, like, them a year to figure this out, why people are having issues. But 10 days before your password expires, you can't get your DOT slip. It's just, I don't know, but just weird. Such a pain in the ass, all that stuff. So Everything's easier, but everything's yeah. harder. If people would just time. stop stealing, it would be fun, you know? Yeah. If everybody would just do what they're supposed to do. And not yep. do anything bad. Oh, be nice. in really great shape. I got my big Etsy deposit this week. Thank you. Oh, holy <laughs> shit. Derek, yeah. you're paying. Dude, you're paying this, for dinner. At this rate, I could retire in probably 2086. <laughs> yeah. That sucks about right. That's... I want to thank that person that bought the Yeti tumbler, please. Speaking of Etsy, yeah. today I was on a random website and I saw an ad for one of our friends' Etsy's just like pop up on a random oh website. really yeah and nice. i clicked as soon as i saw it i was like i know that sign i know who made that does it rhyme with gordon yeah it rhymes with gordon and um it's like a if it was one banana signs it's like yeah. a, a different version uh, of one banana. Oh. 
Like one banana, two banana? One banana, two banana, three I banana. I gotcha. You know. I gotcha. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, yeah. Good for him. Don't say who it is. I can't. But, yeah. No, they don't, they're not a paid sponsor. Well, I mean, you know, we've been in talks with them, but I think, uh, I, I, you know, after, after the fact that we talked about Joe Rogan and China on this episode, <laughs> this one's clearly going to be the one that puts us on the map. So, yeah. Gordon, if you're interested in, uh, if you're interested in advertising, talk to Derek. He's managing all the yeah. deals now. Or invest in any crypto. Comes you know, it kind of sucks NFTs. this thing with, like, Joe Rogan and Neil Young. What? It's like, did you hear about that? Yeah, I don't listen to either one of them, so I could care less. <laughs> I started like, listening go to, ahead. I, 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 I've listened to Neil Young in the past, and then I started looking up his songs. I'm like, damn, like these are good songs. Like Now I, well, I have Spotify, and can, now I can't even the, listen to them. The only thing yeah. like I don't man? agree with Neil Young is Neil Young had a tour where he named it the Freedom of Speech Tour. Oh. oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's just a little bit hypocritical. Like that was that was like he had another one years ago. It was called uh, Spot. Like you know how it's like you know the Budweiser tour or whatever. Mm-hmm. His was sponsored by nobody because he was like, I'm doing it all myself. Like you know, mm-hmm. and that's what I just don't like Joe Rogan. Before you like he was even political. I know you guys used to like him. I don't know if you still listen to him. And um, even if you do, it doesn't mean you have to agree with him with everything. But anyways. Um, I could never like get into listening to him. I just I don't know if it's I like I think they're too him. long. Like it's too long of a thing. Like I only have like ten minutes to do something mm-hmm. at a time, so it's like I can never get into it either. You know what I mean? Like I think if I was on a ten hour car ride or something, I could try to listen to it. But just it depends in short on the burst. guests. Some of yeah. his guests, like I, all I want to do is hear what they have to say about certain things. Yeah, you know? yeah. but I used to I, listen I think... to him a lot more. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah I remember you used to listen to him a ton. Yeah. Part of it, I used to listen to almost every one, and then like part you of you just it want to get yeah health Spotify. information. Oh. Like I just forget sometimes to go over there and yeah. look, and then other part time, of it's like, the fact that he's off YouTube. I mean, yeah, and then it's like it's like just shut up about the COVID. It's like every episode's like COVID. It's like I don't give yeah. a shit about it's, COVID. It's I don't everything. care what you think. It's like yeah. just do something else. Like get some fucking yeah. comedian back on. Like that. It, like that's. That's what I always like find he's sad. Not like super funny to me at all. Yeah. Like, but but I what I don't understand what everybody gets so upset. It's like, I mean, me. I'm 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 assuming I am wrong, but and I'm sure people say something. But it's like, do people really listen to like Joe Rogan and oh, like, yeah, be like yeah. no, but be like, wow, I'm gonna get my medical advice from him. Oh yeah. Like that's just crazy. A lot of people I mean, do. maybe people do, but I just find that so bizarre. I would never like. I, it just, I mean, like, what makes him a doctor? Like, it's well, just, what's crazy is that, like, it's I don't just, know, it's just like, so I weird. mean, it goes back to what I was saying before, right? We're at this uh-huh. point right now where there's so much information, right? Yeah. yeah. And, and, like, honestly, if anybody has access, so th- there are people that, that, people listen to that are not qualified to give them advice no. in either direction, Dude. right? Yeah. And they have so like I, I think not to give Joe Rogan any additional credit, but he at least has conversations with a lot of really smart people, right? He yeah. has access to yeah. some really yeah. intelligent oh, yeah. people, yeah, no. I, yeah, I agree. far more than most of these people that are giving out information that other people are taking very seriously. Like, I don't know where the right place to get information is. I mean, you know I what think I mean? you should listen to uh, you know a bunch of different people and different yeah. opinions and like. 
look what, at what did you think side. of his response? What did you think of oh, Joe Rogan's response? I didn't listen response? to the whole thing. I, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I can understand, like, um, I, I understand both sides of it, you know? Mm-hmm. But. I, well, I, I thought his response, what I was going to say was, I thought his response, what he says in his response is essentially that he wants to do a better job at having people from both sides. Yeah. And he's like, so maybe what I should have done was I should have had somebody that was, I mean, he doesn't say it in these exact terms, but what he's saying is he should have had somebody that was anti-vaccine and pro-vaccine back to back. He's like, and maybe I should do a better job scheduling. He's like, but all I'm doing is having conversations. The problem is at a certain point, right? You, you obviously have to take responsibility for the fact I, I, I was listening. A lot of his stats are coming out now mm. because he's in such public eye. He gets over 10 million listeners a day. Wow. That's he, insane. That's... He does this, sh- this shit though, where he'll like go on and like, you know, talk about all this diff- different information and like tell people all this shit. And then he'll be like, "Guys, I'm just a, I'm just a comedian. Like, I'm stupid." Yeah, he'll be like, "I'm just an idiot. I'm don't listen to me." Well, (laughs) clearly, everyone knows millions of people are listening to you. Not saying like he's got to be. He can't say what he wants to say or what he believes in. But it's like, don't play stupid. Like you're just an idiot or Mm -hmm. you're just a you know comedian. Like you know, people do. It's kind of funny. Yeah, it's like, but I don't know. You could tell exactly where he stands, but that's fine. Like he's allowed to, to think that way. Like, I don't 100%. Know. What, what's but... interesting is, like, I've listened to episodes of him where he almost acts oblivious to his influence. Yeah, But yeah. then I've listened to other episodes where he's completely aware of it. Like, there was one episode yeah. where he had a guest on who was talking about this book. And he was like, the guest is talking about the book. I don't remember the name of the book. I don't know who the guest was. But the guest is talking about, oh, I wrote this book and blah, blah, blah. And, and Joe is like, oh, well, you know, like, when you wrote the book, like, and people got to read it. Were they, like, freaking out? And the guy's like, well, honestly, nobody really bought the book. And Joe goes, well, they're going to buy it now. Yeah. Because, like, it's that easy, right? Yeah. Like, if you're an author and you're on Joe Rogan, people are going to buy your book. It, it doesn't matter what you are. You know, like, oh. if, 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 if you're a, a fucking cupcake maker from Arkansas and you go on Joe Rogan the next day people are going to be standing outside your cupcake store that wouldn't have normally been there you know what I mean like so so but it's funny that sometimes he's like oh I'm just a guy you know it's just I'm just just me and you talking but then other times he's like hey you know I'm gonna make you famous this conversation is gonna make you a little more famous you know it's like it's like if you're like a big YouTube guy and you mentioned like a little guy yeah and like then the Instagram account would just like blow up yeah you know I don't know. I don't know. That, that happened it's all to me. Fucked up. Yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> so, Derek, what have you been working on? Nothing. Nothing. No, I've been. What have I been working on? What have I? I been? don't know. Oh, I I can say what I'm doing. I was making. I actually just posted it. I was making a secret little um, ring box. I made. Oh, for, how did it come um, out? It came out beautiful. I thought it. It. It's funny. So, when I made that sign for the lawyer I made a couple of them and I went back around and the original one was the one I gave him this ring box we made a test one that we didn't like a couple things and we were going to change it and I went like full circle and I went back to that one as the one I ended up giving them not necessarily by choice I mean it came out beautiful but I wanted to do a couple things differently on it but I I didn't have the time but it was nice I got a ton of help from uh, Keith Johnson and uh, Paul Jasper and um yeah i got the wood from paul he has 
like the most amazing wood collection in his uh, shop. Just pieces of wood that are just beautiful, mm. beautiful, beautiful slabs. Like, yeah, that was like an ambrosia sculpted yeah, yeah. something. That was like in his like scrap pile. Like he yeah. has little scraps cutoffs. And it was, yeah, it was like ambrosia, like spalted maple, quilted, some bullshit. But it was absolutely quilted, beautiful. Spalted. Yeah, yeah. He did a little something. He rubbed it on his head once. Mm-hmm. But it just, oh, it was just fungus. Yeah, it was just beautiful. And um, it came out nice. And it's for uh, my daughter's friend from high school. They're still friends. But um, this girl, um, her name is Tarika. But she um, just, you know, always, you know, took a liking to me and my wife and always, you know, when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply you know, kid about us and her boyfriend knew that and I never met the kid and he found me through like um, Google or something like that and they lived down in DC and he reached out to me and he's like first he wanted me to make their wedding rings and I said I can't do that I just I don't know enough about it and I would love to but I can't and he says could you at least make us a little box we could put our rings in so you know my daughters wanted me to make them just a square box and then you know i kind of had the idea that he could give it to her in this oval shaped box and then they could use it the day of their wedding to put both rings in Mm -hmm. and then after that take the little stuffing out and have his like a little keepsake box so it turned out nice i literally was finishing it like when her sister came to get it because it was a surprise and i was like rush and i was trying to be careful with everything because i screw everything up when i rush and I asked him, I says, what do you want on the bottom? He says, I have no idea. Maybe we decide and then yeah, I can bring it back and you can write it. He goes, I don't know if she wants our wedding date on it or what. I says, perfect. So I said, let me put my thing on the bottom of it. I put it on. It came out perfect. I flip it over. It's on backwards. Oh. Not backwards, but like if you're looking at the box oh, and oh. you flip it over, like yeah. you should see it. Yeah. And it's upside down that okay. way. So like you can look at it. It's not it's like my name's. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. It's, it's fine. fine. Yeah. 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 I was waiting. Yeah. I was like, yeah. I was yeah. starting no. to yeah. sweat yeah. as yeah. you were saying this yeah. story. I'm no. like. No. And I flipped it over, no. and I yeah. realized I like, yeah. burned it's like the inverted. Yeah, like, it's inverted. You know, it well, accidentally I've... drew like a penis. I, yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm yeah, yeah. Recover yeah. from this. Uh, I, I've done that before. Not the penis thing, but like when you go to put it on something thin, and it like just burns through it. It's like I was on some. I was did something. I was like, what are these friggin' dots on this thing? Uh, and it was like just dots of like laser uh, coming through dude, it. Dude, that's the problem with all this like CNC shit. Is that. As much as you learn to trust these things, there's Dude, always I that it. moment. I don't trust mine. Yeah. I have a project that I have to do with my, my plasma table, and it like it's expensive material, and not by any fault of my plasma table, but any plasma table. Yeah. If, if something goes wrong... Because Dude, like a yeah, piece, piece of slag hits Dude, it. Dude, or like a piece, you know, when it drops but, and it sticks yep. up, and the torch comes by and swings over and hits it, and knocks yeah. the torch. I just, I, I literally just cut those little miniature saw horses. Mm-hmm. I cut those. Jimmy sent me the file, you know, years ago, two years ago, and um, I, I see it, 
perfect and this is the worst part this happened to me last night doing this and i redid it tonight and i made the same mistake so i look at it it's perfect i send it to the uh, cnc i walk away it last night i caught it an inch from one of my clamps like, like the metal clamps i have on the oh. side and i stopped it right before it hit it and i did the same thing tonight but it didn't almost hit the clamp but the file illustrator sends it with a one inch offset each way so the whole thing was off by one inch so uh-huh. i walked away it ruined the piece of material i'm like you shitting me yeah. and like i said the part that sucked was i did it last night too and i didn't even think to change the file you know uh, but i was like how stupid but it's just stupid shit like that happens with these things you know yeah. so but um it's crazy you know but it's um yeah it always happens i also and made- it's funny because like i mean it's like you look at the plasma the plasma table or the cnc right yeah. if that thing was on your bench and you said oh i gotta cut this sawhorse out yeah you would never do it an inch off yeah no you know what i mean I like yeah. you just wouldn't if you were like oh paul if paul you, were you like, would oh, never I have stop to have to make- halfway through yeah yeah, like, yeah oh, i have yeah. to make base plates i have to drill yeah. six holes in this thing yeah. you yeah. wouldn't like you would just drill the fucking hole. Oh, bury the drill into your bench, you know? Like, that's yeah. what always gets me going through everything. Mm-hmm. I've been so careful, like, not to hit the spoil board. With these, I wanted to make sure it cut through it. I was like, it, like, buried it into Dude, the spoil Dude, that's I'm how like, I, I am. I, yeah. I have done so much work on my CNC router where I didn't cut through enough. And then yeah. it took me hours to go back and fix. Because, yep. yep. like... So, like, Paul, you don't have a CNC router, but, like, if you cut a sign out of MDF and you're, like, a 16th too shallow, yeah. you got to... Yeah, and then what you can do is you can flip it over and sand the back yeah. to try to break it through. But yeah. if you imagine, if it cuts through it perfect, then you're done, Yeah. right? So if you're, like, when I cut signs for people and my only task is to cut the sign, if yeah. I don't cut all the way through, it goes from a 10-minute ordeal yeah. to, like, yeah. a two-hour so Yeah. Just give it an extra eighth of an inch and cut into the... Well, because then you're cutting your spoil, spoil board. Yeah, like, I mean, and you know, you some do people enough, do. It's not yeah. Flat. yeah. So no. So now what I do is I I plow right through it. I'm like, fuck yeah. it, just let it cut yeah, right into the table. I don't even care. Yeah. Exactly, because it's cheaper to buy another piece of MDF. Yeah. And surface it. But and no, it's it, you know. No, it's crazy though. I um. So I put down. I must have had the good MDF on my old one. So mm. this one, I had the shitty MDF, right? I friggin' took a hand wipe, like no, like a wet wipe, not a, a towel or anything, just a wet wipe. Yeah. I put it on the the CNC table, and I picked it up like literally two minutes later. Man, the whole swollen. thing was all swollen, mm. and people oh, wow. have told me that all the time. And I was like, I'm like, they exaggerate. Like, how bad does it swell? I mean, this was visible bumps, like quarter yeah. inch, not quarter like blisters, inch, like sixteenth inch blisters. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, are you shitting me? I was like, I just surfaced this whole thing, and my other one would never do that. Like, so I think it was the other material, like darker. Yeah, yeah, yes, yes. I purposely bought that because I had to surface it all. So I was like, oh, I want something soft, but yeah, yeah, I'll make it flat. Yeah, Yeah. it's it's crazy. I never realized mine. So when I first did my CNC, I made the spoil board and I never surfaced it, but it was pretty flat. Over yeah. time, yeah. it got out of level to the point where when I would V-carve shit on the right yeah, side of the table, different. it would look right. And on yeah. the left side of the table, it would be super yeah. deep. And it was so frustrating. You know, it's like, but all these little things, it's like, it's why uh, I posted something the other day using the Torchmate and like the tool library. And I said, like, people always say like, oh, you got to CNC. All you got to do is push the button. Sometimes it's worse. Sometimes it's harder. Sometimes I wish I could just cut the fucking thing with the jigsaw. It's and call really... It 
you know? only worth it if you're doing something that can't be replicated by hand. Like, especially mm-hmm. for me with the plasma cutter. It's oh, like yeah. If you're making some type of crazy curve and, you you know, yeah. you're not going to cut for it out. For accuracy's sake, sake. Yeah, yeah, of course. Or, like, yeah. you want to repeat something a million times. But if it's something mm-hmm. simple, like, like one time I, I had to cut out a bunch of, like, plate washers. And it's literally mm-hmm. a square. It's, like, a two-inch square or a three-inch square, depending on the size, and then a hole in the middle. I'm like, oh, let me do it on the plasma table. It's like, I should have just went over to the... I should have bought a bar of, of three-eighths by three-inch. I should have sheared yeah. a, mil, a million little squares on the iron worker, and I could have punched all the holes out. It would have been faster. Yeah. Because you know? the, uh, the, then you got to, you know... Yeah, it's just... It's a, it's a, it's a, yeah. Start the thing, Dude. and then you have, you have 20 squares that have circles in it but then they didn't cut the outline and then you yeah. wasted yeah. all that material yeah, yeah. you can't line yeah. it back up yeah that's my life thank you to my welcome to my world paul yeah seriously no it's a hundred why derek right. makes all his signs six times <laughs> honestly dude no seriously so i just did a thing for um for um tommy um i was gonna say somebody else name uh crooked um the, the crooked knife guy there not the crooked, oh, crooked knife. River yeah, not the crooked knife guy like stealing them. His knives but, uh, aren't yeah, crooked. Yeah, no. But um, a couple people sent me their files, and their files weren't right. And oh, I'm like, fuck. I tried to do something, and if they listen, I apologize. It wasn't intentional. But like, they didn't like a lot of times when you have a file with like one format and you transfer mm-hmm. it, it gets screwed up, and it yep. doesn't seem like a big deal. But it's like this has taken me so long to set these files up and everything. Yep. And I like part of me was like, why did I get involved with this? But the other part's like, I'm glad I was able to do something good for him. But it's like, like you said, it turns into so much work that's like, it's like totally unnecessary, you know. And you don't yep. realize. And uh, it's funny. I did a, a little sign for a family friend, and I'm gonna post it on Instagram. She was giving it as a gift, so I didn't want to show it. And uh, it's just a stupid little sign. I overthought this thing and. Believe me, I this was embarrassing. I spent a day, not um, you know, it was black acrylic, and then I was getting white acrylic and making a. She had a little character file made, and mm-hmm. I was going to cut out the character, and then just a little saying this woman said she was turning eighty, and then with her name, and then the date she opened her store. She owns a store on Newberry Street in Boston, right? I'm cutting out the letters. I'm making these templates. They're tiny. I'm I'm recutting them. Acrylic is a fortune right now. For I paid a lot of money for this acrylic, and um, I keep screwing it up. So I'm like, I'm talking to Jimmy. I'm like, I'm just so fucking frustrated. I said, I don't even know what to do. He's like, What are you doing? I says, He's like, Oh, just glue them. I says, It's a problem. They're so small. He goes, Why didn't you just engrave it and then fill it with white paint? I'm like. Like, I don't know. <laughs> I was like, like, I, I, like d- dude, I literally spent six hours working on this thing. Ugh. Six fucking hours working on this thing, right? <laughs> I engraved it. I spray painted it. It was Montana paint. It was drying five minutes. Yep. I peeled the plastic Sanded off it. it. Pulled the, yeah, dude, peeled the aura mask off. That took was me it. ten minutes, uh, right? So I spent literally seven hours working on the sign and charged yeah. lady a hundred bucks for it. She yeah. goes, "What do I owe you for your time?" I says, "Listen, pay me for the sign. Don't pay me for my time. You pay me for your fucking time. You're gonna owe me a thousand dollars, lady, right, right?" Exactly. I was like embarrassed that I didn't even think of that, and I'm like saying to myself, "Why?" Well, I got like such tunnel vision on doing it this way and spent the whole day working on this for, for nothing. 
for nothing mm-hmm. for a hundred bucks. And I'm like, what was I thinking? You know, but it is, it's like you get caught up in it. I'm, I'm doing changing the sizes, the fonts, mm-hmm. the this, the Offsets, that. That's all this yeah, bullshit. So much yeah. bullshit. And it's like, it, it just like, keep it simple, you know? Yeah. And it just, it's it just amazing. And then Jimmy even said, he goes, it's good thing you got rid of your cricket. I was like, I just could have cut vinyl and stuck right. vinyl on. Like that's all the lady wanted. She didn't want a $500 sign. She just wanted right. a little, little well, memento, thing, give her a boss, a lot, you know? A lot of times what you're thinking someone wants is 10 times more yeah. complex than they could even conceive. Like yeah. generally like people don't even know what you could do, yeah. you know? And I have that problem, too, sometimes where someone's like, oh, could you make me this? And my first thought is like, oh, yeah, I could, you know, it'll be yeah. steel and put wood. Put fucking lights I'll put on some it. Titanium yeah, in it. Yeah, LEDs, you know, fucking and a little horn like, oh, for you. Well, I saw this on Etsy, and I look at it, and I'm like, it's like a piece of shit. And I'm like, oh, yeah. well, sure, if you just want that, I, I can do that. Yeah, yeah. You know, I, I can make that for you. Yeah. It, it's funny. I was talking to Chris Burton, a glimpse inside, mm-hmm. and that's like what he was saying. I was like, oh, I can't do this. You know, I had, like I said, I had like 75 people ask me about those signs for the house number. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, I can't do it because of this and the epoxy yellow and stuff. He's like, you know, then Jordan's telling me, he's like, why don't you just paint them? You know, like, why don't you just like clear coat them? I was like, oh, they only last a couple of years. He's like, what the fuck do you care? Like, yeah, a it's couple like, of years. He's like, Everyone you know, will they, have they, moved Yeah, it, exactly. He's like, you know, they just want a little something, you know. He's like, you're overthinking it. And I'm like, yeah, I guess so, you know. I, I don't know. I get crazy like that sometimes, you know. It's like, but it just, hey, it happens. It's not a perfect system I run here. Yeah, you know? it's fine. Yeah. It would be too easy if it was. <laughs> I know. I know. I overcomplicate everything. That's my life. But... But uh, what are you working on, Chris? Anything good? I've been reorganizing the shop. I um, I finally got my grinding area redone, which is something I've been trying to do for a little while. Yeah. So I got uh, I took out my like big workbench and I put in. I had a big workbench that I used to just do all my like kind of angle grinding and cir- uh, wire wheel and stuff on, and it was underneath a window with a fan, which was like kind of my way of dealing with the dust. Uh-huh. And uh, a couple months back, I bought a downdraft table, and now I finally got it all set up where the downdraft table is where the grinder is. And so uh, I got a lot of questions um, about, you know, kind of sparks with the downdraft table on my um, my Instagram. And basically, like, the downdraft table is just a big squirrel cage motor with some filters and holes in the top. So whatever you grind gets sucked right into the filters. So if I go and, like, grind metal, I'm immediately going to get sparks, like accelerated sparks, right into the cloth filter, and immediately they're going to light on fire. There's no Mm. question. So, But I recently made a deal with a a, uh, a dust collector company that makes a dust collector specifically for metal. Um, And I know I told Derek about this. I don't think I told you about it, Paul. So... um, it's a company. It's an int- interesting company. It's a family-owned company from Michigan, and they invented and uh, sell lawnmower blade grinders oh, wow. for like maintenance shops, and that's like their thing. Um, the company is called. Let me see. Now I gotta remember the. Um, the company is called Magnematic. So Magnematic makes these, you know automatic blade grinders and blade balancers all this stuff for like the lawn care industry and what they found was that 
and I spoke to the guy about this on the phone. Actually, one of the one of the owners of the company called me because I sent them an email. And basically what they found was that like the guys they were selling lawnmower sharpeners to wanted some sort of dust collection. But the only way to get real metal dust collections to buy like a big dust collector that has like traps and filters and spark arresters and they're thousands of dollars. So they designed and built their own metal dust collector specifically for catching sparks. So it has an all steel impact. It's it's it's. It's like 24 by 24 by 24. It's a box. It weighs 90 pounds. It's all steel. Wow. They make everything in Michigan. And basically what it has, it has a series of baffles and then a mesh filter. And it's rated to literally just take sparks right out of the grinder. Wow. No water. So, like, you could put it under your 2 by 72 and, like, grind bevels all day. And wow. it'll take all the sparks. And you don't have to worry about a fire. So I hit them up and I was like, dude, I think that you have a huge market in like the metal fabricators that I know that like, cause it's only, it's only 650 bucks. So like for 650 bucks, that's like a good, that's like an average dust collector is like 650 ish. Uh And if you're a knife maker in like a small shop and you don't want to breathe in metal dust and the bucket method works like just okay, Mm -hmm. you know, like it's not great if you really want to like have longevity with your like knife making, you know what I mean? Um, so anyway, uh, the reason I even mention it is because I'm getting that in probably a week and I'm really interested to see the filter that they use to stop their sparks. Yeah. And I'm probably going to take those filters and put them in the downdraft table. Like I'll buy extra filters from the company, oh. put them in the downdraft table just to stop the oh. sparks so from getting to my cotton filters. What would that downdraft table be used for if, like, if you didn't Just sand and wood. Just so wood, like for right? sanding, like yeah. yeah, for wood. Yeah. Where do you have it in your wood shop? No, I put it in the metal oh, shop. Because so you're gonna do this. Exactly, oh, exactly. Okay, because okay. in the wood shop, the only the, everything I use in the wood shop has a dust collector attached to it. So like yeah. my sander has like a HEPA dust collector on it. You know, like I don't have to worry about really making sanding yeah. dust. But the reason that you get a downdraft table is if you did like a lot of hand finishing or you know, and and they're great. The one that I got like filters down to like you know, under half a micron and whatever. Um, you'll see it when you come by the shop, Paul, like mm-hmm. for wire wheeling and stuff and like dealing with rust and all that shit oh, that just nice. like gets out yeah. in the air. It'll be amazing. Um, but I really want to be able to let it take sparks too, because it would be nice to like be able to grind on something and not like make a huge mess. I mean, yeah. in, in your shop where it's so much bigger, I feel like you have an opportunity to like grind and everything settles. Yeah. But like in my yeah. space, like if I grind for like an hour on a piece of metal, that shit's everywhere. Yeah. It's like on every fucking surface. So anyway. Like plus in my shop, it's just that that's the way it is. Like it's yeah, never it's just, not yeah. going to be. But you're trying exactly. to do multiple different things in there. and Exactly. And like, you know, it's, I have no way to separate it, you know, like, um, so anyway, it's been a goal of mine to like optimize that corner and make room for the power hammer. Mm-hmm. So by yeah. like building that corner up and making it more, way more efficient, it's just allowed me to like remove some drawers that weren't being used and like just find a better way to like store all my shit, mm-hmm. you know, try to make things like a little more functional. Cause I wind up with chunks of my shop that I like can't use because like they become like a, just a, a resting place for stuff, you know? So like, that's like, that was one of the big ones was kind of this corner. So anyway, that's what I've been working on. It's uh, funny, the little part of the shop where I want to make um, the spray booth, I was, like, thinking, mm. like, man, what if I just made it, like, a grinding area, you know? Yeah, with, like, a curtain or something? I just, yeah, I just, I, I can't grind in my basement, and it's, like, it's it just such a bummer, you know, because it's, like, yeah, 
you have to do it. And it's like you do it yeah. outside, you make a mess. You do it inside, it's it's you a problem. Like it's all rusty. It's just, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And it just it sucks. It's like there's just no easy way around it, you know. But yeah, I gotta it, I gotta figure true. something out to do it, you know, because it's such a pain in the ass. And you have well, to that's do like it. I mean, even with this, like that's that's one of the things even in my shop, which is like I, I have I have a setup where I have multiple two by seventy two grinders right next to each other and a disc grinder, and like even there, like I'm conscious of it. So when I'm grinding, like, a bunch of stuff, I put, like, the bucket with the water. But, like, every now and then, like, Matt or Macklin or someone else will work in the shop. And as soon as I hear them on the grinder, I look over and I'm always thinking, like, well, fuck. Now they just, like, blasted that whole area with grinding dust. You know, or they'll turn on the, the dust collector, which is only for wood, and they're shooting sparks into it. I'm like, so that's only a matter of time before that fucking thing catches on fire. Which has happened many times. Yeah. You know? So it's like, um, you know, like I think from like a, for like a knife maker, this metal dust collector will be like huge, you know, cause if you're mainly grinding metal, you just put this thing underneath it and then boom, you're solved, you know? So I don't know. We'll see how it is. I'm excited to get it. If you could design yeah. a shop, like I'll give you like 8,000 square feet. How mm. would you like lay it out and so would you separate it would you have separate rooms oh you have to have separate rooms right yeah like woodworking and yeah yeah and you have a metal shop would you just have two two separate rooms i think you need a third room or a third space for machine stuff oh, for machine because like yeah. and like i think yeah. like obviously my shop's not ideal but like i think the way that it's naturally broken itself up into three shops has actually been like really good you know because the wood shop is the wood shop, you know, like you can work in there all day and you don't get yeah. woodworking dust in the rest of the space. The metal shop is a metal shop. The only thing that I wish the metal shop had in it was the plasma table. Cause I'd yeah. love to keep all that shit. Cause the plasma table puts a lot of shit in the air. I feel like your machine shop could be half the size. And you could take that other half and put it into your metal shop. Like especially if you're going to put your power hammer in there and stuff too. But, but you 100%. also need, you need more than that though, because like I thought of that, that's why mm-hmm. when I almost bought that, wanted to buy that house down the street, it had an eight car garage, but it was divided into four sections. They made mm-hmm. four car, four big garages, but um, like you need something for metal, something for wood, something to finish stuff, something Eight, for like yeah. stuff that, that stuff that's not dirty. Like yep. for me, like I have like the sewing machines. I'd like to have like the mm-hmm. 3D printer. You need an office. You know, yeah, stuff like that. You yeah. know what I mean? Because you need like clean work stuff you do, mm-hmm. you know? So that's like what's a pain in the ass too, you know? And it's like that's yeah. where I have the problem. Like everything gets dirty, you know? They try to cover things and mm-hmm. it's just like I, I – I, I need to handle my, my dust a little bit better because, um, you know, my tenant, I went up there to take a look at her refrigerator and I was so embarrassed. There was so much dust underneath her refrigerator. Really? Like came yeah. out through the floor? I think it was like dust, dust like, but I think it, yeah, I think it's wow. like just, you know, it's all hardwood floors. And, I mean, and it gets you know, drafty. Right? Yeah. You can't yeah. stop it. Yeah. It's, it's just an inch above me under two layers of, you know. Mm. Boys, you know the other thing plywood. too. You know the other thing I, I just kind of kept off to my head, right? Your router on your on your uh, uh, CNC is producing a ton of air. Yeah. So you're probably mm. putting like positive pressure. Yes. I would guarantee that you have positive pressure in your basement oh, between the dust collector and the CNC. So you're like ballooning your yeah. basement. Why are you pulling almost. air in from the outside? 
Well, yeah, yeah, because yeah, it's such an old house. Yeah, that's why. Wow. Honestly, I run. I, so I have that those uh, exhaust fans, that big squirrel fan in the door, mm. and that's why I run that. Because I'm yeah. like, if anything, I want to have negative air pressure down yeah. here, so I'm sucking air out of her apartment yep. all the time because it's a nightmare. And then, like, I was cleaning up the other night, and I like, I'll be straight. I mean, people know they watch me. I don't like ever wear a dust mask. But yeah. Very, very rarely do I ever put one on. And um, especially with like these Festool Sanders, it's like mm-hmm. you don't see dust. But the other night I had like a spotlight on and I was like, mm, I wasn't sanding or nothing. I was like, oh, my God, like all this shit's in my That's lungs. You know, hard. I get so scared. And I wasn't even sanding anything. It's just yeah. like shit that was in the air. And I'm like, I can't imagine the shit I'm breathing in down here. And I don't know. understand where I it gotta goes. I got to get... Obviously, <laughs> like we've all breathed in, like yeah, a, a, a measurable amount of Cups. Par- particulates. Yeah. Like yeah, I mean your body absorbs so much. Ounces, maybe even yeah. pounds of yeah. Other stuff. Those are Where your boogies. Your like, snots. Metal, it goes your boogies, and yeah, it goes in your dust. body. Yeah. yeah. It's just 50, your body's supposed to filter it and like process it I somehow. Guess. Fifty years from now, and you get this big thing on your back. They're like, "Yeah, that's just all the fucking metal." <laughs> You're dust. gonna see a commercial. Did you, did you or one of your family members suffer from epoxy dust? Yeah, like dude, a that, table? that's honestly. Did so, you or your I mean, family ever well, make look at tables? look at Trent. Trent Presler, uh, Presler Woodshop. Oh, yeah. Whenever he fiberglasses his boats, he posted something the other day. He's like horrifically allergic to epoxy. Oh, yeah. So because... when he builds his boats, he has to do like the full hazmat suit with the tape on the wrists and oh, all wow. that shit. Well, do you know? I don't know what if that's what his is caused from, but do you know if you like so if you use epoxy and you video it, Total Boat won't repost your stuff if you don't have gloves on because yeah. it's unsafe and they can't you know show that but um i, I was like oh it's not a big deal it doesn't because you know like i mean chris you're old enough to remember like any type of like epoxies and stuff years ago they would smell so bad you know they're dangerous yeah. oh yeah and that's can, part of the problem smell. yeah because you get yeah. so fucking high yeah from smelling and, and, and you'd i be think like i'm either dying or I'm yeah having a great time yeah so i think that's part of the problem with this stuff like it doesn't smell so you're like mm. oh it's just water basically i drink it you know but um if you get it on your skin and it gets absorbed into your skin Mm -hmm. and then you start having an allergic reaction to it and once you start getting that it doesn't stop so as soon as it touches you you have a a, you break out and Mm -hmm. i'm like oh so i've been trying to wear gloves with it and stuff and uh it's hard to but it's like you know I mean, I get to like, you know, I, when I was young, I always wish I'd hit 50. And now that I'm 50, I'm like, anything after that's bonus. So I'm kind of like, I don't care now. But, you know, I would like to live to 80 at least, you know. So it's like, I'm starting think. to think about it. it. might be too late. But no, seriously, <laughs> it's like, you know, you don't think of that shit. But it's like, that shit's mm-hmm. da- it's dangerous. You got to I mean, be look careful at around it. I, we, have, we, we know a bunch of people, and I, I'm included in that, that I used a lot of walnut at, at one time. To the yeah. point where I get a little itchy when I use walnut, and I made sure to stop myself before it got really bad, and tr- and and take the steps to like protect myself. But there are a lot of woodworkers who can't work with walnut at all because mm-hmm. if you if you overuse it, walnut can be you know, like really uh uh um really reactive to your skin. You know. Oh yeah, I mean any of the hardwoods, especially like the exotics. Yeah. Um. What's his name? Uh. Steve Pellegrino posted something. He was using Paduk, 
and he got like a horrible rash on his like hands and and uh, and arms just wow. from the from the oil and the dust in the air. I mean, you know that stuff can really like get to you. And most people just wear a dust mask or they don't at all. I mean, now like I feel like as a culture, we're all really aware of all the things that'll kill you. So mm. like we're always people are usually like pretty good on the on the PPE. But I mean that's like that's like within the last twenty years. You yeah. know, there's like hundreds of years of manufacturing history where like nobody wore anything. There wasn't so much there wasn't even a dust that wasn't a thing, you know, dust dust uh, masks well, weren't a thing. It's funny because I remember one time I had some asbestos in my house and uh my plum is like I was like, Oh, I gotta get it removed. It was just like a couple feet. And he goes, this is how we, we remove it. And he just cut it down and ripped it down. I'm like, oh! I'm like, yeah. I'm right out of the place. And he's like, I don't give a shit. He goes, for 30 years I've been doing it. I'm not going to worry about it now, you know? And I was like, oh, my God. And, like, he goes, Derek, think about it. He goes, you ever sweep your basement floor? Mm-hmm. He goes, you're doing stuff 10 times worse. He goes, I carefully took that off and put it in a bag, you know, and disposed yep. of it. He goes, you've been sweeping your basement floor. The shit's all over the place. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, my God, I never thought of that. And that's yeah. kind of what scares me. Like, it's like, I'm, you know, it's very naive of me, but it's just like everything else. Like, I don't think of it, so it doesn't bother me. But then when mm-hmm. I think of it, I, um, I was, it's funny you said that because I just made a bunch of bow ties for somebody and walnut, ash, and, um, what was it? Oh, white oak. Mm-hmm. And I was cleaning up and everything. It was all like nice big chips and everything. I was like, oh, yeah, it cut so good. I go vacuum and all of a sudden it looked like baby powder everywhere. The bottom of the CNC, the the router, was like caked in powder. Like, <laughs> even though it was like huge chips, it was like yeah. this powder. And I touched it, and it burst, and it went everywhere. And I was like, yeah, "Oh my god!" god. Like I've been die. breathing this stuff. Yep. Like I run my air cleaner, not all the time. Sometimes I forget to turn it on, but I get so nervous. I hate to talk about something else. Like, Derek, so can't you up. hook up? Aren't there like auxiliary plugs in the bottom of the Avid where you can like? hook the air cleaner up to it so every yeah, time you turn the thing on it'll um, turn it on you know i you know it's funny you said that paul i have my dust collector hooked up to it oh. i never thought about the air cleaner Maybe you but should i'm wondering no i can Do it you has have an two air plugs in your shop derek one of those yes. things that just yeah. hangs on the ceiling yeah. and just like yes. sucks it up yeah so yes i do and i try to run it but you know what i was thinking paul i had an issue with um that's why the dust collector, it doesn't come on automatically. It clicks. I have a relay, and it will come on because it's 220. But um, the air cleaner, it's not a – it's like – I don't know what kind of switch you call it. It's like mm-hmm. a touch switch. It's mm. not like a click-click oh, thing. Yeah, I don't know if I can leave it on. Maybe like it's one of those ones like if you unplug it. Or maybe I could um, open up the panel. I, I bet you could just change that switch. Yeah. Yeah, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. It's like, because it's like if it was on and you unplugged it and plugged it back in, it won't be on. Um, so it's like a magnetic switch. Like, is that what uh, they call those? Yeah, you could get around that. I yeah, think. I could. Yeah, that's what I'm way. saying. I could just open the panel and wire it on. Yeah. Like yeah. permanently. That's a good idea. That's what I'm going to do. Know. Thank you, that, Paul. Jonathan well, Katz Moses did a whole video about dust collection and about the. And, and he, he had a statistic. I don't know if. You know, I, I don't know where he, he got the data from. And he's usually. He's good about like like he's like a fucking scientist with some of this shit. He like gets sources and everything, but what he said was that a typical hobbyist woodworker exposes themselves to more dust, more dangerous dust in a month than a cabinet maker in a cabinet shop does in like their whole career. What? Basically yeah. because in a cabinet shop 
you've got big cyclones that are sucking up Fred's, dust. And I don't know. Fred's cabinet shop. I was going to say, and I've been in a lot of cabinet shops that literally don't even yeah, have dust collectors. And a lot of these guys use the bags, you know, like the bag on the dust collector yeah. that don't do, they don't do a fucking Oh my thing. God. If yeah. anything, yeah. they make the bad dust float in the air even worse. Yeah. But anyway, he did a whole video about dust collection and about how bad it was. And it was enough to get me to go out and buy better filters for all my dust collectors, which costs like, you know, I spent a couple hundred bucks buying better filters because I was like, you know what? If I'm going to turn these things on, they might as well be doing something worthwhile. If they're not going to be doing something worthwhile, then what's the point? You know, you just like cut a hole through the building and just, and just suck all the air right out. That way, you don't have to filter anything. Dude, a lot of knife makers. I, I've read a bunch of knife making books, and a lot of knife makers to deal with the sparks, right, and not have to worry about it. They'll take a dust collector, right, and they'll have the port that goes in, mm-hmm. and then the port that would normally go to the bag. They'll just put a hose on that and shoot it right outside of the building. Yeah. Because then you don't have to worry about sparks. Sparks, yeah, dust, just who gives whole, a shit? All the leaves just goes, outside. yep, exactly. You don't burn down the shop. You burn down the entire yard. Everything outside the shop gets burned down, yeah. you know? But anyway, what have you guys been watching? Um, I watched this crazy video of this crane collapse. Have you, have you ever oh, seen gosh. it? Like the Miller yes. Park one, the big blue crane? They were living where was where was that? In Miller Park, what is it? Wisconsin or what? Milwaukee? Because I watched a bunch of those about a year the big ago. Big blue crane big blue collapse. Crane. Yeah, yeah. Dude, they oh, were boy. lifting one Dude. of those massive sections of roof. I don't know if it was like Holy one of the shit. Mo- they had. The, it was like one of the world's biggest cranes, and they were you know under a tight schedule. They wanted they want to waste any days because each pick was like a full day, and so they were really. Fast, like really high, consistent winds blowing that day, oh, and there was just so much surface area on the crane. It just put enough force on it to 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 just make the whole thing buckle and collapse. And like I think a couple people died and a bunch of people got injured. It was like insane. Wow, it's on video. Yeah, no, it's on video. Yeah. An ocean. Why was someone was filming it? it? Oh my god. Yeah, it's crazy. Wow. Holy shit. I never heard yeah. of this before. I gotta I watch the documentary. There's, yeah, there's like a documentary about it. I watched wow. a bunch of videos on that and it was it was a guy that I I think he did like I'll have to find it because it was really interesting. He did like uh analysis of like things that failed and I don't know if it was specifically just cranes, but he got Oh, I think he I've would, seen like, that guy. Like, yeah, like people would send him stuff, and he would dissect it, and he'd be like, "Yeah, you get this, you get this." There was a, there was a bunch of. It's amazing how many cranes fall, oh, yeah. and you don't hear about it. And it's like, like this one, I never seen or heard this. Like, how is this not mm. all over the news when it happened? This is only like in the early two thousands or something. Yeah, it wasn't even that long ago. Yeah, the internet wasn't. Yeah, putting it sure. on every single. I mean, that bridge collapsed in Pitts. That bridge I collapsed that. in Pittsburgh. Nobody died, unbelievably. The pictures are insane of the cars down there. But that shit was all over the news everywhere. I got yeah. alerts on my phone, like, bridge collapses in Pittsburgh. Like, who knows? It could have been a huge bridge or a tiny bridge, but I still got an alert on our... You know, like, the, you're so we're so connected to that kind of shit. Yeah. Everybody yeah, loves tragedy. Is. Yeah, unfortunately. Speaking of cranes, I, I thought I came up with an invention, but of course someone already invented it. I Bastards. wanted to. I had came up Everything's with this idea, been invented. and this is a pretty like, you know, out of the. It's not. I guess it's kind of out of the box, but 
I was like, God, I, I wonder if there would be a way to take like one of those truck service truck cranes that you mount on a truck. And some mm-hmm. of them are pretty big. Like some of them like reach out like 35 feet and you can lift a lot of weight. I'm like, what if you could put one of those on this little like platform and or almost like a quick attach like little platform for a bobcat where you hook the the bobcat up to it and it has its own little stabilizers so you pick mm. it up you attach to it you pick it up drive it where you want to and then set it down on the ground and you use the bobcat as a counterweight and then it has its own mm-hmm. little feet that stick out i'm like this is somebody a great made idea. that yeah and you use the hydraulic from the um mm-hmm. the bobcat you know to power the thing and of mm-hmm. course i type in like skid steer crane and some company came up with one it was literally exactly what i thought of no um, well at least you had a good idea but yeah. I can't find them. I don't know if they're... I think they might have went out of business or something. Like, I cannot find where to buy one. I just see, like, a couple oh, articles wow. of this company yeah, that I, created one. Well, there's a company here called like Skid Crane. Skid Crane, yep. yeah. Skid Isn't Crane. that a cool idea, though? That's a really cool idea. That's Maybe, a Chris, great you idea. Maybe, Chris, you want to do Let's these? Let's do it. But but can we make an engine crane-sized one no. that hooks up to, like, a mower? No. That's <laughs> no. what I want. Yeah. I want, I want one... Um, I want one that hooks up to a mower. So I, 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 I've been, for some reason, the last couple of days, I've been getting tagged on all these people using their engine cranes to like move machinery. I've been and seeing it, that. It makes me want. It makes me want to get the engine crane back. You should going, start a subreddit know? called "Engine Crane uh, Movers" Idiots. or something. Yeah. Well, what I want to yeah. make. Have you ever seen? Have you ever seen those like old like uh? There's like a like a wartime wartime movies where they'll be like. Like lathes turn the world. Like oh, there's a yeah. Colchester. I want to make a, a T-shirt that's like a graphic that says like engine cranes lift the world, and it'll be an engine crane like oh, picking up the planet. That is a good shirt. I think that'd be a great shirt. Like I think I need to make that. make that. If anybody out there, maybe Adam C will draw it for me. But I just imagine like a, a picture of an engine crane yeah. with like a bunch of with a bunch of like frayed straps. Yeah, yeah. That's a Harbor Freight on it. Yeah, a bunch of frayed made in China straps. Dude, my lifting straps would make like a real rigor like vomit. They're horrible. They're horrible. Good thing I have the forklift and we can pick the power hammer up from the bottom. Yeah, which I'm uh, I've loaded, unloaded, loaded it again. No. Unloaded, How many times have you loaded it? And now it? it's loaded back on the truck again, and I think I'm going to have to unload it again and then load it again I'm sorry. this weekend. <laughs> It's I'm so sorry. funny. No, it's how is it? Fault. How heavy is it? You think? You think it's heavy? Um, it I think feel it's heavy? like twenty five hundred pounds, probably. You it's think pretty so? solid, to be honest with you. Like, yeah. What's it on? It's on four by fours, right? Or yeah, six by sixes? Six by sixes with like uh, threaded rod bolting mm. them together, and then I put two. Um, like two by fours blocks, or something under it. Yeah, like four by fours yeah. to lift it up. Yeah. Um, it's actually probably eight by eights that it's on because I don't know. It's something pretty thick. Um, and then, yeah, just so we could get the forks underneath it. Yeah, um, we'll get it off. Yeah, it won't be bad. It'll be better. Yeah, a little, I'm, I'm, I'm a glad little forklift I, just has to live. I'm glad just we has didn't to try to do it this weekend. It would have sucked in the cold and the snow. Oh, dude, and, and, and with this, even just getting down my driveway yeah, would have been, been tricky. And then getting to where we have to go when we go to get the other thing, it just, I, we're supposed to, it's supposed to be like in the 40s this week with rain. Yeah. So wash all it the should snow clear, away. Exactly. It should clear everything up. And Anyway, Derek, what have you been watching? I have watched a couple, um, but I just actually wanted to shout out Jay Bates. Uh, did I shout him out for watching his videos? 
We um, have talked about Jay Bates. Yeah, just past. I was just I just looked at my history and I was watching a bunch more of his. Like, he's just a smart dude. He's like really just really thorough with the stuff he does, and uh, he's a pretty smart guy and super nice. He helped me out a ton uh, when I was doing my table and mm. sent me some files and stuff like that. So I just looked through my history and I've been watching a bunch of his videos. So I'm just gonna if I recommended them before, I apologize, but. I'm gonna recommend them again. Nice. So Jay Bates, yeah, he's good been guy. around a while. He's he's a. It, uh, it's yeah, it's funny. He's one of the first people I watched on YouTube. Yeah, him and Nick Frenny. Yeah, it's so funny, you know. But yeah, good guy. What have I been watching? So that's not Frenny or Ferrari, Ferrari, Ferrari. What's his last name? But I know yeah, you're him. talking about. I work I with because I work with Nick Frenny, so I'm thinking it's mm. Ferrari or something. But you know what I mean. Should I buy an NFT um, and put it as my profile picture? Yes. yes. Thank you. Should I just spend like eight grand? I think. On a... Yeah, I think. No, buy one for more like, money. Yeah. Buy one that's more money. Yeah. So you have to spend at least ten. I think that if what you, you want need to any do, legitimacy. I, yeah, I think if you don't spend at least eight grand, I would laugh at you for being a yeah. cheapskate. Yeah. What the fuck? How about I mean, this? Here's what I should do. I'll just draw my own, and then no one will know the difference. Mint it. <laughs> I could just mint it. Yeah. Mint that shit. Too bad dude. we Spend, didn't have somebody and that with costs the money too. You know, it costs like it costs like three or four hundred dollars to yeah. get an NFT on to open. It has to, uh, you know, you, you you burn like, you know, ten thousand pounds of yeah. Coal 80, 80, 87 thousand penguins die in Antarctica yeah. when you, you make an NFT. Three metric tons of CO two to, yeah. to upload a picture of a cartoon. Exactly. Um, speaking of burning gasoline, I've been watching this guy Don DIY. He popped up on my oh, thing. This dude yeah. made – you, you seen this guy? He yeah. made himself an all-terrain vehicle, like a Polaris-style 4x4, four, four four, made it from scratch. Wow. Made it from scratch out of car parts. Now he's making a, four, a four-wheel drive – so he made a four-wheel drive UTV from scratch. It looks so legit. And it has a PTO on it, you know, like a PTO shaft on the back. Wow. And he's making a 4x4 trailer that runs off the PTO. So he's going to have an 8x8 utility vehicle so that when he goes out into the woods, because he does, he's doing like logging on his property wherever he lives, I don't know, Russia. And he's going to have an, an eight-wheel driven UTV to pull logs and shit. It, it's just, it's insane what this dude has that built. Thing looks it's pretty like, sturdy. Dude, it's insane. You got to watch the videos of him, of him making it. Like, like I just I'm like just sort of like scratching the surface of it because there's a bunch of content but like wow. the dude makes the craziest shit like it, it's wild. Yeah, um, it does. Like he has 27 episodes building the 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 4x4 off-road UTV and in in this episode I just like kind of skimmed through this one of the first ones I watched. You know, he's got like tons of wires. He takes the whole thing apart to weld it, then he puts it together. Like it it's crazy. It looks better built than like anything you could buy. You know, um, wild, you know, uh, really cool shit. So Don DIY, I don't know where he's based out of, but it's probably somewhere in Europe. Oh, oh here we go. Well, yeah, uh, Ukraine, maybe Estonia. He's in Estonia. Nice. A lot of good um, stuff comes out of that part of the world. I mean, it's the, it's the, it's the, uh, uh, necessity. Yeah, you know, it's exactly, like that dude exactly. make it extreme. 
Yeah. Naked Extreme is from Cyprus. He like talks about it all yeah. the time. He's like, there's nothing here. He goes, I can't get like a magnetic chuck here. So what do I do? I take 17 microwaves, take them apart, and I make my own. I'm like, that's unbelievable. How about, how about Made in Poland? That kid. Yeah, Made in Poland. That kid's unbelievable. Yeah. Unbelievable. Love that um, shit. So Don DIY. I, I, so he just posted a, a clip of the 4x4 PTO um, gear drive that he's making. And it's like, it's insane. The thing that I always wonder, though, is... Like, I imagine what it would cost. Like, so in the in the four by four trailer that he's building, right? He's using like these huge gears and these big pillow blocks, big uh, rod axles and chain. And I just imagine like what that would cost for me to buy here. It would be thousands, and then you'd have to do all the labor. So I just wonder, like, in other parts of the world, like. Is this is the material cheaper or is the finished products that these guys are making so ex so expensive that it makes sense to spend you know thousands of dollars on raw material and then do all this work? You know that's the only thing that I wonder. Like make it extreme. Like he uses a lot of really expensive material in some of his projects, and I always wonder. Like, well, I understand that you can't get a tubing roller in Cyprus. You can get anything anywhere if you spend enough money. Like, mm-hmm. you could buy a tubing roller in California and pay a guy to throw it on a shipping container. Yeah. Exactly. So, like, I wonder... Obviously, they're making content, too, but these guys didn't start as content creators, right? They started as guys making shit because they needed it. Yeah. So, I don't know. I just... I wonder when the uh, when the uh, differential kind of comes out. Um, and I might actually have to cut... shit out of wood. All his tools out of wood? That weirdo? Which one? Matthias. You know who I'm talking about. Oh, yeah, that guy in Canada. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's got, like, a wooden um, table saw. It's like, what are we doing here? I know. Um, Hold on, I just got some breaking news. Bra- breaking news just came in. This is good news. This is good news. Yeah. And because this episode is coming out on Wednesday. No, no, no Russian attacks. Because this episode's coming out on Wednesday and today is Monday, I can talk about this. Congratulations. Our, all of our congratulations to Luke and Priscilla Smith on their beautiful daughter mm-hmm. oh, who wow. was just born today. Um, Luke just texted me, so congratulations, congratulations, Luke and Priscilla. And if they haven't announced this by Wednesday, I'll delete this from the podcast, but I have a feeling that they'll have announced it. So congratulations to Luke and Priscilla. Um, uh, yeah, that's really great. I'm so glad that nice. everything went well, and um, Luke sent me a picture. She's beautiful, so I hope you guys are doing good. Nice. So I think that wraps good it job. up. Yeah, well Good done. job. Good job, guys. Yeah, good job. See you next week. Thank you. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, 
planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.